Hey guys, I'm Josh. I'm a recovery advocate here on the Artistic Recovery Team, and today we're going to talk about the benefits of art in your recovery. You don't necessarily have to be an artist to enjoy art in your recovery, and today talking about that is Gina Maldonado. We're going to be enjoying this process of going deeper in your art and your recovery. Gina, how did you get started? What's your story with art in your recovery? So I am originally from Valparaiso. Um, I was an alcoholic and an addict for 20 years. Um, I was desperately seeking change and seeking um, just something different, a healthier lifestyle. And I've already previously knew the um, the people that run artistic recovery or at the time Frontline. Um, and at first I was really hesitant because I didn't know them. So I just didn't want to feel um, like I was being judged or, you know, anything like that. So it did take me a while. And um, through my children, someone said, had gotten involved with me and um, introduced me to Mike. And Mm. we um, just started from there. And I didn't think at first that I could afford going to a rehab or anything. But um, they really did a really good job of, you know, getting it uh, ability for me to pay. Mm. I signed up and they really embraced me. They made it possible for me to come, Mm -hmm. you know, with different grants and scholarships. And so I was so grateful for that. Um, And they really challenged me as mm. far as art goes. I at first was just doing um, like stick figures and um, just mm. I did not know how to do art at all. They had to introduce you to it, didn't they? It was yes. a, a from the from the beginning stages of being an artist. Right. And so in the recovery too. Yeah. It sounds like. Yes. Yeah. It was it was challenging because at first I didn't I wasn't even into it because I was like what what does this have to do with mm-hmm. recovery? Mm-hmm. So I'm drawing stick figures, yeah. Yeah. What does this have <laughs> to do with anything? But I mean when you go deeper, it has so much to do. I still mm. I think I've been with um, this organization for seven years. Wow. And I still when I feel like I need um, an outlet, I still say I need to get my campus and start painting. I have to do something. It's important to you. Very much so. So are there specifically benefits? So someone identifies that art is my pathway. Now, there's there's a lot of other pathways that people could choose from, right? Nutrition, fitness, etc. Art, what are the benefits for people that start utilizing art for the recovery? I know for me, it was a form of healthy distraction. Mm-hmm. Um, once my mind started to go in different places that it really shouldn't, yeah. I just instantly was drawn back to put my emotions and what I'm feeling on a canvas. Mm. Um, it creates calmness and a mm. focus point, as well as teaching self-patience. And that's with recovery, you got to have a lot of patience for yourself mm. because... You you want you want what everybody else has that's ten years sober. Right. You want it today. You want that feeling today. Yeah. Uh, you know. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So patience. Self patience. Focus. Focus. And there's a third third aspect. Calmness. And calmness. Yes. Patience, focus, and calmness. Yeah. So those would be three benefits to utilizing art in your recovery. Gina, I was wondering, just before we start talking about those practical steps Mm -hmm. 
Like, I want to get started building a house today. I want to get started with my art and recovery. Starts with a blueprint. And so I think that's what we're doing today. Before we start building the house, before we start utilizing your art for recovery, we got to motivate our inside, right? We got to get ready for that change to be made. And so how do we get started making change and saying that, yes, I want to commit myself to utilizing art in my recovery? Um, well, I have a passion for sketching. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, just sketching it out, um, sketching whatever's on your thoughts. Um, anything is art, actually. Because it's just mm. any. You can do anything with art. You can. I've taken hand prints and just kind of traced and you know did something with it. Right. Um, taking. You can take tape from home. That's what you were yeah. Um, yeah. And put it on the canvas and just do different designs or different ways or roll it up. And there's just so many different things that you can do that can make art. I love that. So it sounds like utilizing what's already in someone's house or around the house, they don't have to go into take an expensive class online. They don't have to buy a specific course in this. It's literally utilizing common everyday items, yeah. tape, um, even just you know, stick figures. They don't have to draw anything 3D or make a mural with chalk. No. This is simply finding that space. Yeah. And so um, is that where you started? Was just by making that change, did you find yourself wanting to branch out and do bigger projects and more exciting projects from that starting point? Yes. The more I felt like Brian was challenging me, the more I wanted to try different things. Um, My Actually, one of my art pieces is in one of the coloring books. Mm -hmm. Um, That was the first um, challenging um, thing that I did. I just uh, just went with it, and I just started feeling more confident. Mm -hmm. And so... um, I just would really, I just dove in. I wanted to have the canvas. I wanted to have the easel, the mm-hmm. you know, the pencils, the right utensils. Right. Um, even though you can use whatever's at home. Right. I just started feeling like, and it's a healthy place to put your money. Right. You know, I right. mean, you can just say, hey, I spent $10 on dope, but now I'm putting $10 on paintbrushes, you know. I think that's important to, to really what, you know, what we're saying is, seeing the final product that you've poured yourself into is a reward. We've been seeking those rewards elsewhere to feel something. And now literally it's by what's inside of us that's literally in front of us and we can express and share that with other people and do more good, not self-harm, but do good. Um, So Gina, I'm hoping that we can talk a little bit more about this positive influence of having a coach, a teacher, someone that's keeping you accountable in your pathway of art and recovery. And it sounds like there's this uh, guy named Brian that we want to talk about with that for just a moment. Um, who, Who is Brian? What does he represent to you? And what did he help you with when you're first getting started with art and recovery? Well, Brian was my first art teacher. And I don't know if he was the first art um, instructor for artistic recovery, but he was a very dominant role in my life as far as recovery goes because he just was very, um, I could understand how he put how to do things, how to connect the dots on paper, on the canvas. And he um, would never do it for me. Yeah. He would explain me how to do it. Yeah. Um, 
and he gave me confidence to do it. He yeah. he just really was a very kind-hearted person and nice. he he actually I don't I don't believe he had any addictions, but he also gave me in feeling that he understood yeah. and that he can relate. Yeah. So that is very important if you're with somebody that can understand that has empathy, sympathy, mm-hmm. encouragement. Mm-hmm. Um so he was a really good guidance tool for me. You know, this brings up an important point that not everyone is going to have access to a recovery center. Not everyone has the encouragement from within to actually reach out and find someone to help them get started with art in recovery. So how important is it to actually have community with art, for example, how important is it to surround yourself with positive people in your recovery? You could be doing art, nutrition, fitness, all these other things, but for for you, Gina, like how important is that to bring in a positive community and how was a positive community important to you in your recovery? Um, well, community is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, I am definitely an advocate of being out there and embracing different organizations. But um, there are different campus groups in different places. Um, there are um, the library, I know, has free things all the time. Right. And I'm pretty sure that they have campus parties. So just, you know, in bringing a friend, you know, when I when I first started going to celebrate recovery, I brought my cousin. Yeah. And so I'm able to share that with her, you know, my first step to recovery yeah. was with my cousin. So it's very important. It does make an impact to not to do things alone. And also you're helping another person that right. later on in life can look back and have the same tools as you. Right. Right. So there's a community happening. There's a new skill, a new hobby. and But there's also this intention of setting goals so that it's not just one and done. This is a continual process. Yes. Like a painting is a continual process. Even if it ended with this one picture or a painting, it's, it's on to the next one. So it's this continual process yep. of growth. And it sounds like that's what... Um, Brian offered as well as a as an encourager for you was this um, figure that represented art, but also an excitement that was being found from within. Yeah. At the same time, have you been able to flip the script on that and say, now I want to be able to be that positive influence in other people's lives? And what is your work like? What are you doing now to help people? It may not be in the pathway of art, but what's your passion now to give back? Uh, that's a really good question. Yeah. I actually have done, as a result of being in the artistic recovery, I have done two canvas parties. One is coffee and canvas, and then I am the Celebrate Recovery um, lead facilitator. Mm-hmm. And so when I was training um, my first set of leaders, I just kind of I set them up with um, the canvas, the easel, the paints, and everything. But I really wanted to challenge them to be their own leaders. So I told them I set out different like tape, mm-hmm. and I also let them have different um, like YouTube. You know, I mm-hmm. suggested different YouTube um, episodes to watch, and so. Um, it was really good. A lot of them were really excited about putting their emotions yeah. on the canvas. Um, I, along with Celebrate Recovery, um, I go out with a group of women 
to a um, different strip clubs in the area, mm-hmm. and that's called Hope's Haven. Yeah. And we minister to the girls, and we just let them know what the world thinks of them is different. What the mm-hmm. you know what God thinks of them, yeah. and that God loves them, even though whatever they're doing is, um, mm-hmm. you know. But I just give them the encouragement, mm-hmm. and I also do honk um, for Jesus, where I go on, where a group of us go on the. Um, on the side of highways mm-hmm. or like Highway 6 or Willow Creek, and we just hold up signs that says, Jesus loves you. Wow. Just encouragement from the streets just so that no, just, you know, because mm-hmm. it's really difficult. Life is really hard right now. And mm-hmm. so I noticed a lot of people are driving and they just look so sad. Yeah. And so when you're holding up a sign that says, Jesus loves you, you get a lot of a lot of thumbs up, a lot of beeps, you know, yeah. honk for Jesus. And so it just brings encouragement to mm. those who, you know, don't get to go to church. So let's paint this picture. Mm-hmm. And thank you for sharing, because that's an amazing mission that you're a part of right now mm-hmm. um, in your local community. Right. And so have there been these moments where you have mm-hmm. said to yourself, hey, I need to start getting back to the campus. Most recently, has there been anything like that oh, for yes. you? yes. Most recently, I told my husband the other day, I was like, I really need to get, I really need to get my easel and canvas in. I actually did. On Thursday, I went to a canvas party and I painted these jars. And it was so amazing because <laughs> most people were like, oh, what are we doing? What am I doing? And I was able to just have the confidence mm. to know that no matter at the end what it looks like, it's still a piece of art, and it's still, it's still my creativeness. Art, yeah. Wow! Um, I went to a canvas party one time last year, and everybody else was making like snow globes, uh-huh. and they were putting snowmen in it. And I went completely opposite. I made the snow globe, but I put a gnome, a Christmas gnome, in the center <laughs> of it. So it just it just teaches you uniqueness too, yeah. and you just are able to think outside the box when you have those tools. And so that's been our whole goal today, mm-hmm. is to provide the tools for recovery, specifically mm-hmm. for art. Mm-hmm. And so thank you, Gina, for being a part of our conversation today. No problem. For more podcasts, blogs, and videos like this, please be sure to check out artisticrecovery.org, and we'll see you back here next time.